You are now watching Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to the Issues of Sports. I am your host, Evan Makovsky, on the Believe Network. We're always pleased to be on Believe, and I'm joined by my co-host, the Rude Dog, Rudy Reyes. Rudy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? And doing just fine, and a lot, a lot going on at the time of taping. Aaron Judge has hit home run number 61. He has tied Roger Maris on the single season home run list. If you want to say leader, we can get into that. But it's my pleasure to welcome to the program, and we're mostly going to be discussing today, Albert Pujols and his legacy and how he's joined the 700 home run club and come back to the Cardinals and they're going to the playoffs and he's going to retire after the season. And there's no better guest. I used to work at the same station as him when I was in the St. Louis market than Frank Cusimano. He's the NBC St. Louis KSDK sports director. He also hosts a radio show locally in St. Louis on KFNS called The Press Box. It's a pleasure to reconnect with you. It's been close to a decade. Evan, great to be with you. Great to be with you, Rudy. We've got a lot to talk about tonight, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. There, are, That is a chase that has uh, surpassed its own meaning. <laughs> so, so, you were, have been in the St. Louis market forever. You're a St. Louisan. Albert Pujols came up in 2001. Um, I, I don't need to give you his whole bio here. He's one of the greatest players of all time. He just entered the 700 home run club. He won a World Series. He won two World Series with the Cardinals. The last one, his last year in 2011, before he left, for the Anaheim Angels, which was a upsetting occurrence for Cardinals fans. He, let's just say it, he underperformed his contract, whether it's by injury, whatever it was, he didn't play up to, the, I believe it was a $252 million contract in Anaheim. He comes back last year, the Angels even cut him the last year of his contract. The Dodgers picked him up. He played last year with the Dodgers then he decides to come back to the St. Louis Cardinals. He's having a fantastic year. You can tell that he knows he made a mistake leaving St. Louis, how appreciated he is. Statistically, I mean, it, it, it's a beautiful story. He's now in the 700 club. Everybody's happy, but there was cold feelings at times when he left the Cardinals in free agency Frank, you've been in the thick of it this year. I mean, it seems like Albert Pujols is nicer than ever. There's gratitude. There's just all these things, and it's beautiful to see. But also, if he stayed with the Cardinals, I think he gets that big statue next to Stan Musial. Now I think Kim and Yadier Molina will get little statues. Yeah, that'll be an interesting call. Um, in fact, we're actually doing a piece for our Sports Plus program on Sunday night about the existing statue put together by Harry Weber. It's out at a place in St. Louis called Westport Plaza. And basically, nobody knows that that statue still exists. There was a wildly popular restaurant called Pujols Five. 
and the day, December 8th, 2011, when he signed with the Angels, that restaurant that once seated 700 people in a, 700 people in a night just went into the blanker. I mean, nobody went there. And people wanted to take it out on Albert Pujols. So the only way they could is to take it out on the restaurant. And they sent hate mail to the restaurant. They tried to throw things at the statue. They even had a security guard outside the statue initially. Now, that's all cooled down. But you're absolutely right, Evan. When he left, it was bitter. It was angry. It was rotten. Go ahead, Rudy. No, I was just going to say that when Albert Pujols was loved in a different shade of red outside of the St. Louis Cardinals red, and he was he, he was admired for just the kind of person that he is, and I think he's been that way and has defined who he has been throughout his entire career, and not only being a family man, but in respect to his baseball lineage. I mean, everything yeah. that he has done has been absolutely on point. Um, I, I don't see any record, no steroid abuse. You probably don't want to talk to Mark McGuire about that. You know, Sammy Sosa with that home run chase back in the day. What is it about Albert Pujols that, that makes him probably more loved now in the Cardinal well, Red than he was with any other team? I think Evan hit it early that he smiled more this year than he did probably in his previous 11. He's honestly and absolutely enjoyed everything about it. Now, I think the three of us would enjoy life a little bit more with every time we step to the plate, you have 45,000 people giving you an ovation, and it doesn't matter if it's in St. Louis, San Diego, Milwaukee. It's everywhere. I mean, this has been a true love tour. But I think what makes him a little bit different than some is that every time I ever brought up the number 700, he would scowl. Like, we were in San Diego just a week ago today, and I asked him, I said, to, I phrased the question like this, Albert, when others have been involved in a home run chase, like Roger Maris, his hair fell out, like Hank Aaron, uh, where he dealt with all that racism, they didn't enjoy the process. It seems like you're really enjoying it. And then he says, what am I chasing? I'm not chasing anything, Frank. He goes, I'm trying to win my third world championship. I mean, he has downplayed that 700 as much as he possibly can and basically said, I am here to win a championship. It's not about number 700. It's about number three for him, his third world championship with the Cardinals. Well, Frank, as far as, you know, I guess if you want to line him up against alleged whatever, let's not get steroid users, you know, Sammy Sosa, Mark. Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds never hit 49 home runs until, and then, you know, suddenly he's popping 70. One thing that goes to me in Pujols' favor, and of course there have been, you know, rumors, unsubstantiated rumors, but, you know, he's a big guy. I don't believe he's ever hit 50 home runs. You could check that out. I don't believe he's ever hit more than 49 home runs, which is similar to Henry Aaron, who I don't think hit more than 50 home runs in a season. So it's not like his totals. If you look at his numbers, I think maybe he's hit 
uh, you know, I don't have all the stats in front of me, but I think he's hit 40 plus home runs seven or more times. I'm not positive. It might be more than that. But the, the fact is, it's not like he was a 165 pound rookie with the Texas Rangers, like Sammy Sosa, who blew up to 230 pounds with the Chicago Cubs. There wasn't noticeable. So to me, as far as, you know, if you wanted to look at, um, you know, I think his home run totals seem pretty consistent. What would you say, Frank? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to creep you out, but I, I've been in Al- I've been with Albert in locker rooms for eleven years. And if he took steroids, he probably took the wrong steroids because he's not like a really cut up guy, and his body hasn't changed that much. He's gotten a little thicker around the middle, like most forty-two-year-old men. Albert was just, you know, like country strong or baseball strong at a really young age. I interviewed a scout, Joe Robinson, who's been in the business for four decades just the other day. And he said, I saw him hit a home run in junior college. And I think the ball is still traveling as we speak. So Albert was always strong. He hasn't changed. And, you know, the, the, the cheap shots in the media about steroid allegations, it's all a crock. I, I you know, I don't know for sure, but I'd, right, if I right. was, had to bet, I'd bet that Albert never touched the things. Yeah, you know what, Albert Pujols, he, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, he seems to be the real deal without any any confirmation. And I don't think he needs confirmation from anyone. And, and the only one I think he believes or the ones that he's looking for confirmation from are his own kids. I mean, he has a lot of them, maybe not quite as many as Phillip Rivers in the NFL has, but he still has plenty of a, a family line that is always behind him, that has been behind him. His wife is, you know, obviously his number one fan. But what does that look like for uh, him? I think that they're getting. MLB? I think they're. I think they're getting a divorce. Rude yes, dog. They I hate to. Uh, they have gotten a divorce. Deirdre and Albert Pujols. Uh, so I, she may have formerly been his number one fan, and maybe she still is. Continue. But the bottom line is, your your point is correct. He's a great family man. You won't see him in a scandal. Um, he's not a drinker. What, what he's done for the Pujols Family Foundation uh, in terms of, you know, help in the Dominican Republic, you know, getting chartering planes and bringing food and medicine to those countries. And then for everything he's done for kids all over the country with Down syndrome. You know, he has a daughter with Down syndrome. He's done marvelous things. So he, he gets the big things correct in terms of helping others. Sure, sure. You know, well, and, and that's kind of what I was alluding to, to be honest with you, is is when, when you look at the guys like him and, and, you know, Hall of Famers like Roberto Clemente, you know, who had done the very same thing and tragically lost his life during those trials, uh, and certainly somebody that's going to be sorely missed. I think Albert, amongst other players, I can't speak for him personally because I don't know Albert Pujols, but when it comes to carrying on the tradition set forth, Roberto Clemente uh, certainly uh, rings true throughout Major League Baseball and certainly those players that are trying to make their mark, not only from a humanitarian standpoint, uh, but as well as from an athletic on the field standpoint as well. Couldn't agree more. Uh, let's uh, let's take a look here, though, and, and unpack the Anaheim decision. Here's Here's my take and you can respond. Uh, St. Louis, it's true. I, I've, I've lived in every continental U.S. time zone. It is 
a baseball first town. You, you know, there's other towns that are great. You know, New York's a great baseball town with the Yankees and the Mets and Boston. But St. Louis, they're a two-sports town, and they have a great blues following. But the St. Louis Cardinals are, you know, they've won the second most World Series to the New York Yankees. So they have that. They have all that history so albert pujols is in st louis and he's one of the greatest players of his generation and he's worshipped like a god and i think he didn't you know we you like you said he smiles more this season he also gives better answers to the media too like full answers he's less surly than he was his first 11 years he goes to anaheim gets whatever it was 30 million more dollars 200 and here were some of the problems. The Angels were not that good. Now, I, I was there in 2002 when they won their World Series, and it was exciting. But if the Angels aren't good, they're kind of an afterthought because there's so many teams in Southern California. Then he had injury trouble. The number one reason is he... He didn't perform to what he was getting paid, so he underperformed his contract. Then you insert Mike Trout, who comes along and becomes the best player in baseball, almost what Pujols was supposed to be. And Trout, they only get one playoff appearance. They didn't win that. So he just, I mean, he went from literally like a prophet in St. Louis I don't want to say this, and this is not discounting what you said, Rudy, about, you know, being a good family man. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But, you know, you got the Lakers, you have, you, you have, you have the Dodgers. You, you just it kind of became irrelevant in, in yeah. Anaheim. I hate to say it, and I know he had some good years. What did he make? One all-star team? He made yeah. one all-star team when he was in Anaheim when he's getting yeah, paid that kind of money? That's but called Evan, a bust. I think the key thing you hit on, it, which is – tells the whole story in Anaheim, is the injuries. When you do not have the lower body, you know, when, when, you're in, when you're just beset with foot and leg injuries, you just can't drive. And that was the biggest story for Albert. I mean, you can say anything you want about anything else, but the bottom line is he was not healthy for a good chunk of his time with the Angels. No, he wasn't. Let me ask you this. Fact, he played through injury. Oh, go ahead. Wait, 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 no, Rudy, 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 I don't mean say, to, he, to, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just going to say that, that he only received, he was only part of one all-star game and then he only had a, a handful of votes in the MVP race in 2014. So it's not as if he was bolstering talent. He did what he could with what he had despite the injuries. Yeah, he won three here and he probably could have won six. I mean, that's how good he was. Not, Think about the first yeah. 10 years. Uh, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, 300 average in the first 10 years, every year. So, And as good as Mike Trout is, hit 350 more home runs, and then we'll talk, you know? Oh, no, no, I, I agree with you. I'm just talking about the factors that, you know, but here's, and I'm on a thread with friends from St. Louis. They all know who the great Frank Cusimano is, but if, there's an argument amongst Cardinal fans that, and you really can't do this in life, that if Pujols didn't leave and played this, you know, the second 10 years or whatever with the St. Louis Cardinals, he wouldn't have gotten injured. He would have played better. He would have. 
I think that he would have been appreciated because of so much, because of what he did. The Cardinals fans would have been forgiving. But in a way, you have to say that the Cardinals lucked out by him signing with Anaheim yes. and not having no, no. So go ahead. That's what. No, take you're you so right. It, you're so right. I am right. Absolutely. In fact, for this story, we interviewed John Mozeliak, and he said, yeah. I went into a depression. It was like the worst moment because he was a young general manager at the time. Yeah. But it turned out to be the greatest thing ever because if you would have gotten that unproductive Albert and put in $210 million, which is what the Cardinals offered, that would not right. have been a lot of bang for your buck. Now, he probably would have done better here, but if you're hurt in, Saint, in Anaheim, you're hurt in St. Louis. But you know what happened? A few right. days later, John Mozeliak signs Carlos Beltran, and he gives you 30 and 100. With the draft pick and compensation, you got Michael Waka, who was an outstanding pitcher for, for a couple of years. Cardinals were back in the World Series. The Cardinals were back in the postseason. Yeah, that worked out extremely well. And then this thing worked out really well. You know what I find ironic is it all comes down to spring training shortcomings by other Cardinals, which made Albert, um, which put Albert in an opportunity to excel. The first year, we all know, Bobby Bonilla got hurt. Albert hit the home run in the final day of spring training. McGuire grabbed the back of LaRusse's arm and said, you got to keep him. LaRusse's walking to his car, and his father said to him, you got to keep him, and they kept him. Bonilla was hurt. This year, they had no intention. I mean, it was in the back of their mind. But if Nolan Gorman and Juan Yepes are hitting in spring training, I don't think they signed Albert. They did not hit. So John Mozeliak has a conversation with Ali Marmol. Look, if we do this, do you think you can play him? Do you think you can give him enough at-bats? Do you think you can make this work? And Ali Marmol and Skip Schumacher, his, his chief assistant, said, yeah, we can make it happen. So that's, that's the story. Well, you know, I, I look at Albert Pujols and I think to myself, man, you know, if this guy is a DH, then so be it. You know, he if, if, if that's the role that, that, that he takes, if he's going to be that guy who's going to be a part of that batting lineup, who's there to make just a, a, a plate appearance, if nothing else, he certainly has found a way back into the hearts of those St. Louisans, if that's even a word, uh, and, and the only reason why I say it is because my, my family's from Missouri for, you know, they've been there in, in Missouri for many, many years. So um, they're Missourians, I, I guess, for lack of a better term. But he won his way back into the hearts of those that uh, had adored him, have loved him. And, and ultimately, now he has a chance to really show them that, look, I'm good. I'm injury free. This is where I'm at. This is what I can do. And it's been put on display all season long. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Let's uh, shift gears for a second. As I mentioned against Toronto tonight, Aaron Judge hit home run number 61, Frank. Uh, so if we take a look at the people ahead now of Aaron Judge, well, he's tied for the single season all-time American League home run lead, but not in the National League. There's three people ahead of him. Uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds. Uh, we know if you've read Game of Shadows, there is hard evidence that uh, all three of those players use steroids. I don't mean to get off on a tangent. I think Bonds and Clemens, uh, I agree with uh, Bob Costas that they're and Kirk Schilling should be, for, but not for a steroid reason, I think they should be Hall of Famers because in 1998, if 
Roger Clemens retired and Barry Bonds retired, they would be Hall of Famers. But that, that's it. That, that, that is nobody else, no Palmero, no, um, no uh, Manny Ramirez, I don't think should be a Hall of Famer. Alex Rodriguez, I do think, I mean, it's a hard game here, should be a Hall of Famer, but I think they're going to make him wait a couple years. But I am willing to say if Aaron Judge hits number 62, he's the single season home run king. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I mean, even though that, you know, I was on that McGuire watch and got to know him pretty well and know him relatively well now. Yeah, there, there's no way. It's We know what he did. We know what Sosa did. We know that Bonds did it. So, yeah, what, what, what we're seeing from Aaron Judge, that makes him the all-time single-season home run champion when he hits number 62, which he will sometime this weekend. Yeah, I think so as well. And, and Aaron Judge is from, from my neck of the woods. He went to Fresno State. And one of the things that I really appreciate about him is that another another true-to-form character guy. I mean, he's not going to put up a front. He works extremely hard in the offseason. And for him, it, there really is no offseason. And to be honest with you, in any sporting event, you're not going to find an offseason for any professional athlete. It just doesn't work that way. You could pick up the kids from school but that doesn't necessarily mean that you take the entire day off you're always working and refining your craft what has Aaron Judge from your perspective done so well during the offseason that just makes him so just desirable and when somebody catches that number 62 ball uh what what will he be feeling when he hits that thing maybe even at home well, it's interesting, 61 went in the bullpen, so nobody's going to make money on that one. But uh, the thing about Judge is he's really humble and he's really complete. That's what I like best about him, that he plays center field and he runs the bases and he fields and he hits for average. I mean, he's, he's the perfect player. I, I love everything about him. So tell us uh, your thoughts before we let you go here. As we go to the playoffs, obviously you'd like to see – the Cardinals with Albert, and they also have Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. I think Yadier Molina will be in the Hall of Fame. They're, they're retiring, and, and that pair just, you know, set the record for pitchers and catchers for the most games together. So, I, I mean, I, it would be storybook in St. Louis if Albert Pujols came back and they won World Series, but you know the Dodgers are tough. The maybe the New York Mets have a shot this year. How do you how do you see it lining up? Well, the Cardinals had the best player in the National League in Paul Goldschmidt. They may have the second best player in the league in Nolan Arenado. What it's going to come down to for the Cardinals is starting pitching. Jose Quintana went five tonight, and in the month of September, it's thirty innings, it's three runs. He could be their number one starter. Miles Michaelis also has been terrific all season long. He's their number two starter. The interesting thing will be number three. Jack Flaherty has the best talent on the staff, but he's had this injury plague year, but he's had two really good outings. I was in San Diego, watched him strike out nine and six innings. If Jack Flaherty can be Jack Flaherty, they got a chance to make a postseason run. I love San Diego starting pitching, and you certainly have to be worried about the Mets and Dodgers too. But if they can get some starting pitching with the hitting they have, this could be another 2006-2011 kind of run for the Cardinals. That is going to be interesting. I, you know, to be honest with you, and I've always looked at this in a different way in, in that you can have the highest payroll 
of any major league club, you can even have the worst payroll like the Pittsburgh Pirates do uh, within the, <laughs> in the National League. I'm sure there are other teams that kind of would bear to argue that point. But, uh, you know, we all know that, that talent can uh, afford the, uh, the types of monies paid to them to make them stars uh, w- within their own right. Um, I've, I've always had an appreciation for, for the Dodgers. Grew up in L.A., born in L.A., um, but when I say appreciation, not necessarily fan type of appreciation, just appreciation for what they've been able to do throughout the years. We remember the Bubble World Series as such. Um, there are a lot of betters out there. I'm not a betting guy. Um, I, I'm lucky if I close my eyes and get up the next day. So that's the only betting I'll do. But in your opinion, who ends up taking it all? Uh you know, the Astros scare me in the American League the most. And I imagine the Dodgers, if you know, it could be a 110 win team and they have enough starting pitching. I like Kershaw's mojo right now. So, yeah, I, it, you know, if it's not the Cardinals, I would, I would suspect it would be one of those two teams. Frank, it is a pleasure to uh, chat with you. You have great energy. You have such an accomplished career, both in television and in radio and uh maybe maybe they're constructing a statue of you somewhere in st louis <laughs> yeah but you, mine would be like you, in some you, pasta. <laughs> hey evan it's great to be with you i knew you'd be a success at a young age you always had a flair you always took a different angle and i'm glad to hear you're doing well great to be with both of you guys tonight thanks so much for the opportunity thanks a lot thank frank, you frank and, pleasure uh, meeting you have a great evening thank you so you much guys for too. take on. care you too. And that's going to that's going to do things for the issues of sports. Somebody's got a crutch behind Frank Cusimano. Hopefully they either will find that second crutch and uh, or for all you know, maybe they only need one. So that is oh, there we go. So he 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 goes and we apologize, by the way, for any technical difficulties, because we're, we're trying a new platform here, and I know my computer stalled out. So if there's any uh, awkward editing, you can blame me. So, uh, Rudy, I think that's enough to wrap it up for uh, today. I'm going to go work on my editing skills, and uh, <laughs> it was fun. That was a, another, another fun episode of the issues of sports, to, uh, and, um, you know... A, a lot of them now, like, I don't know what's going on, like Serena Williams, Roger Federer, goodbye Albert Pujols. I mean, I, I we're all getting older, but it's kind of uh, a, a lot of people, you know, like that we've been watching since the late 90s that were dominant are uh, calling it a career. Yeah, you know, I I can only imagine what it's going to be like in the next ten or fifteen years, and and, and sports will shift. It's always a moving, uh, a moving cog within other cogs. But uh, whenever you got to know when to say when, you just call it a day, and, and you're done, and that's it. Uh, these these individuals that you mentioned will be missed sorely, um, and of course, this year we've we've lost a lot of great talent as well. Uh, the great John Madden, amongst many others. Uh, um, yeah. But but when when it comes to doing what they do best, they loved it, they lived it, they breathed it, and they worked hard at it. All right, for Rudy, Rude Dog Reyes, 
I'm Evan Makovsky. You've been listening to the issues of sports on the Believe Network, and we will see you on the next episode. Let's go. You are now watching Believe. Do you believe?